Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Play it. Okay. I'm gonna wow, you have no notes. notes for this episode? No, but I read through them. Jesus, God. Okay, so here's... Okay, no, you know what? Fine. I it's read all, all mine. All my notes. Hey, be here. Make I'm notes. Putting this on back. People are just like... Do you want to do the head thing again? Well, you're putting on your... <laughs> Every episode should happen. Every episode should happen. Okay. Um, I have no boobies. You know, I will say, I thought I was really switching it up when I bought this top. I was like, wow. Yeah. Look at all that. You can't. You can't. No, you have no, no. tits. I, I don't have any tits. I was actually. like, oh my God. She you walked were in like, totally titless. You were like, where'd her boobies oh go? Oh my God. Yeah. They are gone. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this, is, this will be a good shirt for layering and also for not having my titties out. For whenever I go to a Christian lunch, <laughs> luncheon, a brunch, if you will. Yeah. What is luncheon? I think I'm just, I'm saying it wrong. A luncheon? Like a lunch? Like... It, but it's spelled luncheon? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. a luncheon? Eating lunch inside. Like a, <laughs> like a lunch meeting, basically. Okay, so yeah. For my next luncheon. With the have, Lord. With the Lord. The Lordy luncheon. Yes. The Lord's luncheon. The Lord lunch. Come on. What would it feels Lord like do? we, it feels like, it's dark out. If it's night already, yeah. and it should it be night. There's no way it should be. I, I feel like we're doing too much. Yesterday I was fucked up, I feel up like too. this is the fourth episode that we're recording in one sitting. Yes. It's only the second. Literally last night at like 6.15, I was like, okay, it's really late. I need to go review the episodes and make sure I'm good for tomorrow. It's getting late. And I looked at Jay, and I was like, and then I looked at my watch, and I was like, it's six fucking seventeen. That worked out in my benefit, to be honest, because then I was like, holy shit, I really should review the notes for tomorrow, and it was like 6 o'clock, and yeah. I was like, balling. Oh, glad we did that at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, eh. <laughs> nice, nice. And then, but but then I want to go to bed at like 7. Won. I'm just kidding. I worked on the stuff at like 1 a.m. Still. <laughs> you know, I wonder if it gives me a little bit like, reminds me of when I was a night owl. You know, when I was younger, like in high school, I would stay up like so late just yeah. watching anime. Oh, I used to, like, I used to stay up easily till 1, 2 a.m., get up at 6. I could, like, exist off no sleep. If I know I have to be awake at 6 and I look at the clock and it's 1 a.m., I'm like, okay. So just we're stay not awake. functioning yeah. tomorrow. We're just and just stay up. Yeah. Like, don't even go to bed at that point. I did that many <clears throat> days. Oof, yeah. Now? I would, I would, like, stay up late <clears throat> watching anime and then, like, it would be, like, 5 a.m. And I'd be like, maybe I should just stay awake the whole night and go to school. And I was like, no, I should try to sleep. Yeah. No. Listen, the disrespect, I think the other night I went to bed at like 2 a.m. I couldn't sleep for whatever reason. And I, I swear to God, it was like 7. Fuck. <laughs> yep. I remember waking up and being like, disrespect. <laughs> disrespect. <laughs> that is disrespectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now if I don't thought. sleep a whole night, I'm paying for that for a solid week. Ooh, yeah. There's a solid week where I, I'm the my body hurts. time is a lot. Yeah. I can't function. It, no. Yeah. I get this, like, cold body feeling, like, through mm. my body. It just, like, everything feels cold. I like, your body's like, I'm we're dead. dying. Yeah, my body's like, are we dying? I, I am ready. Rip. Rip. R.I.P. 
I'm so sad I died in that shirt where I can, you couldn't see my Diddy's, titties. He Diddy's songs start playing in the background. Which one? Every breath I take. Oh, I'll be watching. Yeah. A little stalkery though, right? Well, you know, a little bit. Hey, it's about, I guess, the spirit stays around. Yeah, I think I love you. Yeah. Speaking of intense attachment, did we announce our name? <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh, my. See, I just pretended. I actually do this when I'm driving too. When I'm at a red light and then the uh, turning one goes first and they're not paying attention, I pretend to like move up a little bit because I'm like, oh shit, everyone's going. <laughs> and they go, that's my service. That's my public service to people. That's so nice. And you, you don't have to honk. You know? I'm giver. I know. I know I am giver. Um, on today's episode of Fakaja, we are going to be going over how to survive if you or your partner is experiencing NRE when you are in an established relationship or have other established relationships. Plural, because this is about non-monogamy. Me, 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 me. Yes, but can happen in monogamy. So this can be... Can can, can you be watching your person go through NRE with another person in monogamy? Yeah, I mean, some people do. Yeah, I mean... You're like, why is my husband's mood so much better lately? <clears throat> Hope that's not because someone else is involved. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Literally. Um, but no, NRE affects monogamous and non-monogamous. That's true. But like, not in a relationship, like other relationship context right are you yeah, saying like no a, it does monogam- mm-hmm. okay so you're saying a monogamous person in a monogamous relationship will have another relationship romantic relationship and then experience an re um not necessarily romantic but oh, it definitely good, can affect. distinction it can definitely affect platonic relationships too good distinction good distinction which is culturally what we are taught is supposed to happen we are taught that even as a monogamous person if you date someone else monogamously your friends are supposed to become less important so you're the in this example the nre is pulling you away from your friends yeah okay yep comment below if that's what you thought she was saying (laughs) um quick review of what nre is uh take it away so the simple version for me is NRE is a new relationship energy, which is technically a chemical reaction in your brain of three different types of chemicals mm-hmm. that affect your thought process and decision making. And it gives you essentially a high. Yeah, it's, it's essentially super high. a natural high. I think uh, some research has compared to the high that you get from like mm, crack. What's the word? Meth. Meth. Is crack meth? No. No. It's similar. It is similar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it uh, if you may have heard it as like a honeymoon phase before, but it's yep. just like super intense. Some articles will say it's like limerence, but just as a reminder from this other episode that we had did, limerence is more of like intrusively thinking about that person yeah. as opposed to just really enjoying. Usually, the difference is that with NRE, it's like a mutual attraction. Like you're feeling really good stuff in the relationship because your other partner is also feeling really good, and it's just a nice little love fest. But in limerence, you probably don't even know if that other person likes you. You're just thinking about it all the time. It's not creepy. It's cringy. It's cringy a lot. Um, so, do we have any experiences with Henry? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say definitely this um, episode was inspired. A lot of times when we're just like ballparking episode ideas because of things that we've experienced and things that we think that other people should be talking about that they're not talking about. And it's one thing to do an episode introducing NRE. It's another to be like, hey, so what do I do when my partner's experiencing NRE and I'm in an established relationship and I'm starting to feel some type of way about it? So, yeah, I do want to start with talking about our experiences with NRE. Yeah, I mean, I've had... That was very intense. Um, You're welcome. I feel like you're about to get the knife out. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I've definitely had experiences with NRE, both me and our... 
we're just gonna just thank give you guys me a second. For just here. yeah, it's just, great. bye. It's great. <laughs> Good luck. Don't um, make me get the knife. <laughs> I swear. Um, I have both experienced it myself directly being in NRE, in NRE mm-hmm. and have deep experiences with partners in NRE. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so very much both sides of it. Yeah. Like it's been, Same. yeah, and yeah. it's it's interesting. It's been sure, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wonder. Sometimes I wonder if I'm like alive long enough and in enough relationships if it'll be a little bit more normalized as to what's like happening, as opposed to like when you're totally new to it and you're just watching someone supposedly looks like they're turning into a different person. Yeah, I mean, you mean just like eventually getting to a place where people are able to handle themselves better in NRE? Well, where I'd be able to be like, yeah, that's this person in their NRE. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I have like a little toolkit. Because it's so, I mean, so much of it depends on how the other people are handling NRE as to how mm-hmm. much it affects you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, NRE can do some major damage Yeah. if you're not careful. I completely agree. I think I've probably lost a couple relationships because of an inability to handle NRE on both sides. Interesting. Like, you personally have lost relationships because of NRE? Or, like, had them go sideways, I guess? Or I mean, I definitely feel that, like, one of the driving forces of my divorce was because my ex-husband was experiencing NRE. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. not that it was, like, a relationship that was salvageable, but definitely that gave him the push he needed to, like, get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. So, that's fine. I mean, I would say probably one of the most damaging relationships that my partners had with someone else was because of the throes of NRE. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For sure. What did it look like as, like, you're the person on the inside and your partner's experiencing NRE? So what it looked like for me in that situation is that person was definitely put above my needs. Mm -hmm. And this was a time when my needs were very specific and pinpoint and very, there were some major things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, This was right after I was raped and their needs became paramount and the most important, which was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not me talking shit. He knows of this. He has said this himself. So this is not me sitting here behind my partner's back and be like, he did this. This is something we you've acknowledged. Like you were in the midst of this as well with me and saw yeah. it. So this is not something I'm I'm not shitting behind his back. Um, he it would also look like excusing a lot of bad behavior from his partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, things that were definitely not okay and yeah. definitely crossing boundaries that you know became excused and justified. Mm-hmm. Where outside of that, that would never have happened. Like. Yeah. Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Like her showing up to my birthday party no, was I remember, yeah. a was huge boundary. Yeah. About, yeah. Huge boundary crossing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only up until maybe what, six months ago, did he finally admit that or could finally see through what had happened and admit that that was probably her crossing some heavy boundaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to keep in mind that like a lot of us who are even entering polyamory are just like learning as we go, having to research, having to teach ourselves this stuff. So it's not like we have examples of like, you know, we have this example because we lived through it, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of times like both of you were going through that for the first time, you were probably feeling something off and not necessarily being like, this is cause you're like the language and evaluation comes after, Yeah, you know? So yeah, and and especially to have to be like, oh yes, in hindsight, I can see that that was like severe NRE. Uh, the problem with NRE is that you don't really feel like you're a different person making different evaluations during that time. Yeah. You think you're your normal self making smart decisions because you're a person who makes smart decisions. Except you're a person on a drug and making decisions on drugs. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's so fun. What were some of the things that you saw from your former partner and NRE? Um, it definitely, like, in the situation with my ex-husband, there was, like, a very hard week where I was uh, deprioritized in a way that I hadn't been familiar with in the 10 years we were together. Um, in terms of, like, I had uh, an instance where I was, like, I, I came home freaked out because I'd almost gotten into a car accident. And it was totally, like, my partner wasn't present with me, couldn't really even, I don't know, comfort me because it was, like, you know, half of them not, I mean, I want to say 90% of them didn't even want to be there. Wasn't he trying to leave that, or not leave, leave, but wasn't he leaving to go to her place that day too? Oh, uh, no, that wasn't that uh, wasn't one specifically, time. but it was just like, you know, when you're sharing a home with somebody and you're like crossing paths and things are coming up and then it's like, oh yeah, but I'm not really like going to ask any questions about that. Like, oh, are you right? Or, oh, what happened? Or like oh, that kind of stuff was like not present at all. Yeah. And uh, stuff of that he was usually responsible for around the house started to fall away too, where it was like, oh, I'm not really like taking care of my normal responsibilities. And, um, it was a lot of like, I was being placated during that time, as opposed to having our relationship invested in or reignited or anything like that. So that was kind of like, okay, well, you know, yeah. if, if we're going to be poly forever and this is going to be you and NRE every time, then I'm not going to do that. And it's also like, I will say like, it definitely affects decision, like watching decisions happen that don't normally happen. Like probably, yeah. Like don't normally decision making out of the person's norm yeah I mean does that make sense how I'm saying that yeah like I think there was a time at any point in my marriage where I would have been like oh my god I almost got into a car accident it would have been like oh babe oh my god that must have been so scary are you okay like you know did anything like we do want you know like it would have been like an immediate like almost like an aftercare situation you know and that didn't happen at all yeah so that was great yeah it was, yeah, so that's where it felt like a different person. There was a lot of time where I felt like the energy was very like, oh, we're definitely not fixing this. Like, it was like, oh, you're you're gone, gone. You've never felt like this to me, you know? Yeah. And then that's where it was weird because it was like, oh, you seem like, not only are you a different person, it's just like, I don't know what person you were this whole time if that was always a capability underneath the surface. Yeah. You know? So it was scary. Now I just have a healthy understanding that you'll never fully know somebody until their back's against the wall. <laughs> so, you know, don't get too comfortable. Until shit gets real. Yep. <clears throat> so true. So true. Um, as what about for when you were in NRE? What were, what are your notes and takeaway from that? Um, for me, I definitely can recognize the high now. I can Mm -hmm. recognize the butterflies. I can recognize the giddiness, the, you know, wanting to text them, the wanting to like talk about them, Mm -hmm. mention them. Um, but I have been trying to be super intentional on NRE. That's mm-hmm. been a goal of mine. I mean, not that it's mattered in two years because I haven't dated anyone in almost three years. Two years? Almost three years. Great. Love it. Um, but when I was dating, mm-hmm. um, really tried to work on being intentional with recognizing and calling out NRE. In yourself? In myself and in my relationship. Mm-hmm. So very much put up some... I don't want to say safeguards, but definitely put up some some safety nets of like, this is, I'm going to call out NRE when it's happening. I'm going to call out when we're saying things that are very NRE driven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop decisions that are being deeply affected by NRE. So in practice, what did it look like when you were calling out NRE as it was happening? Um, and I think we've talked about this on another episode where I um, probably on came the up. Episode, probably. <laughs> but it's good to rehash because I think that was season one. Maybe? It was season one, episode eight. 
So, well, you should even know the episode. I referenced it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, I came up with the like hashtag because he lived about 30, 45 minutes from here. So, a lot of it was text. I would see him mm-hmm. once or twice a week. Um, and so, I would ha- text hashtags, things you say under NRE mm-hmm. or NRE things. Oh, cute. Just as like a call out for, okay, yes, we want to have this like mushy, lovey dovey, blah, blah, blah bullshit. But let's be real, like, what we're saying is also very NRE-driven. Yeah, yeah. Just to keep that perspective. Mm-hmm. So I would hashtag it, or if we were in person, I'd be like, oh, NRE shit. Or, mm-hmm. like, I tried to joke about it so it wasn't serious, but just that constant recognition of, like, hey, this is an NRE state. We need to be cognizant of it so we don't say or do anything extremely stupid. Definitely having the context of what NRE is and how it makes you different is very important yeah um in my case i would just always like mark the weeks so i would be like you know someone would say something to me and i would be like oh my god that's like week six we're only week two you know like to like put put in perspective like how long we've been dating what we should be expecting is at this time in dating and um it was hard because i definitely know that like i was working with this knowledge but also like really riding the tidal wave of nre so i was like okay and like people are asking me questions and i'm like i'm figuring it out but i know it's nre but i'm gonna do it you know where i was like technically if i survive the nre responsibly then perhaps there's a relationship on the other side of this you know um so yeah that's how i do it oh my god drop in the comments how you guys do it how do you handle nre or are you suffering and drowning in nre that Probably. could be happening too <clears throat> that's mostly why I and if so hate you because that means you're dating <laughs> um another thing that i did which i think it can sound a little bit shallow or maybe you should never forget this but because you know understand you are under the influence of a drug one thing that i did when i realized that i was getting into nre was i made a list in my phone of all the goals that i was working on at that time and the things that were important to me then and uh, so it's things like, you know, I'm currently hitting up this friend and we're hanging out on a, like a once every other week basis. I'm working on this right now. I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure this part out. I'm working on this in therapy. And um, I uh, also would even go as far as to like write when see- I want to say like Im- important things are being said to me that I normally wouldn't forget under any other circumstances that I also wanted to make a note of, of like, OK, so and so got some news about this with their parent. Check in on that just yeah. because like sometimes you just straight up forget. So even dropping a calendar reminder to do some of those things um, is super helpful. And it's funny because when I was writing that, I was like, for the show notes, I was like, damn, that feels like so cold that you would have to like do all that like for your other partners. But the opposite when you don't do that is that you're actually just being a huge asshole because you're not remembering any of those things anyway. So I just try to be very aware of how I show up in my relationships anyway. And then I make sure I'm still bringing that to the table when I'm in NRE. And uh, that's my deal. And that's what you guys should do. That's my advice. Yeah. Okay. What did you learn from your partner being an NRE, and how do you handle it now? Yeah. Um, She's not allowed to answer, actually. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I learned, you know, how deeply NRE can destroy a relationship and how quickly if it is not handled and managed appropriately. I'm, I'm like not... Looking at this, is my answer, like, as intense as this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not anti-NRE, but I am anti-people who think it's okay to be an NRE with no management or self-control or acknowledgement of it. Um, Very true. Yeah, it's... That, with my, la- with my partner, uh, with Jay, yeah, I learned how deeply destroying it can be. Cool, so my answer <laughs> is that it's detrimental to have a sense of self and hobbies. 
you know, just like uh, I really became aware of like how much time I spend alone and how I internalize that to mean that there's something wrong with me. And instead to turn that into like, hey, let me just do all the things that I like to do. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think when you don't have a sense of self and you don't know what you like, and you don't know how to take up your own time. It's really going to hit you even harder. Yeah. And I think I do feel like you are not you, collective you. Do you Ooh. feel like people are more susceptible to NRE coming out of relationships or if they've been in long-term relationships? It really depends on how the relationship you just got out of hit you. Like, because if you're a person who's been monogamous very long-term with somebody and you're used to being in a relationship and you're used to having that comfort, then it's probably going to affect you that you're ready to jump into something immediately after. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the way it uh, happened with me was that it deeply hurt my trust. So I didn't jump into another relationship after, but I was like, I'm just working on myself. But like, truly I was like, I'm terrified to be that close to another person ever again in my life. Uh, so that's where it's like, not only important to, uh, have that sense of self, but also if you have abandonment trauma to really be aware of that. Yeah. You know, and really have ways to cope with that and really be working on that in therapy because if you're dealing with this, it's one thing to like miss your partner. It's another thing to be like, oh, not only do I miss him, but he's choosing, he or she is choosing somebody else because I'm defective in some way, shape or form, which is sometimes how abandonment trauma presents itself to you. Yippity yippee. Um, Are there differences between handling NRE when you live with someone versus when you live alone? I mean... It feels like an obvious yes. I just should have worded that question better to be nice. I mean, yes and no. Yes, that you live with them, but... So I think if you live with someone, it affects them in a different way. Like, because you are in front, like... For sure. But I don't think you necessarily even have to live with someone to have those effects be deep. That's true. For me, the main difference is uh, having another person's energy in your space, especially talking from like a spiritual perspective of like, yeah, suddenly I was with somebody and then suddenly I was with two somebodies and there was only one person in that house. Yeah. As somebody who lives alone is established living alone. I am able to like return to a center of this is just my space. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm not saying like you're not going to experience anything, but it's also like you definitely have the ability to recoup, you know, much more readily. Do you feel like you could this is just me thinking it just hit me like do you feel like you could have unchecked nre more easily though if you live alone versus if you live with a partner um i think if you live alone and also have no friends and also don't go to a workplace and also don't have any doctor's appointments and like if you totally are isolated from everybody and you don't even go shopping because you get kroger delivery wow unsponsored i'm bleeping that um then yeah for sure it would uh, go unchecked i mean and also you have to have no sense of self so if all those are true, yeah. then yeah. Because, like, even as a person who lives alone, I mean, like, you called me out for NRE things. So that wasn't an issue of me being like, man, I wish I lived with someone to call me out on this because I got yeah. it covered. I guess just having the people in place then who understand it for sure are important, maybe. like It's a lot of building blocks, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially if you're new to monogamy and your friends don't understand it, it's kind of, like, hard, you know? Yeah. If you don't have a non-monogamous community, if you don't have a fun, cool group that you can go on on Facebook and ask questions, that's us. Or believe. There's a lot of people who don't believe NRE is a thing. Well, I think if you're kind of into like cultural training and you're a monogamous minded person and you start experiencing NRE with somebody, you start to think that maybe your relationship is not the one. Yeah. And that can be really damaging because you're just having a chemical response and you're making it destroy your relationship. And did we remind them, I know we talked about in the first season, how long NRE can last? Forever. Just kidding. Six to six months to like four three, years. Yeah, three or four years. Mm-hmm. And that's, keep in mind, that is extended if you are doing long distance relationship. 
Yeah, yeah, because it's about how much time you spend with that person. Yep. And um, I was going to say another thing and I forgot it. Fuck. Um, can you avoid an Ari? No. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? No. Everyone is going to deal with an Ari unless you're like a sociopath. Oh, cool. So if you're cool. a sociopath, or stay away from me. Thank you. Yeah, or possibly a narcissist. Yeah, or those two. Um, yeah, you can stay all the way from me if you're any of those things. Unfortunately, a lot of people who are those things don't know that they're those things, right. but that's fine. Can you pull yourself out of an Ari? No. Really? I don't know that you can necessarily pull yourself out of it. Nice. I think you... I think if you're in a tragic car accident and then you lose your memory... You could technically lose. Okay, pull in that case, yes. If so, you are in yeah. a tragic car accident on Days of Our Lives. possible. <laughs> thank you so much. If you live a life that is, looks like a soap opera, then yeah. You know, when something yeah. crazier happens. I mean, I think you can put yourself into a mindset where that chemical reaction is lessened. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really want to sit there and be like, I'm not happy, I'm not happy, no, I'm not happy, I hate, I, I hate it here, I just know I'm not. Eventually, you're going to disrupt that chemical reaction. Right. But every time you start thinking about them, you do like a pinch on yourself right. so you don't like it. Unless you like pinching and then you're like, Okay, so oh, if you like pinching, worse. definitely don't do that. <laughs> I personally don't think you can. Okay. I think you can lessen the effects and I think you can mitigate it, but I don't know that it's easily just being like, Nope, not doing it no more. Unless you've had the experience of pulling yourself out of NRE and then we want you to comment and or come on the show. Yes, that'd please. be really interesting. I have a lot of questions and uh, I'd like to learn how. Thank you. Thank you. Do you um, think you can? I would say, uh, well, so it's probably no. Like, if you're actually experiencing NRE, I'd be interested in seeing how that would go for you. I, I don't want to say no because I want to believe there's a way. Have I experienced that way? No. Have I been able to do it? No. Have I tried to do it? Yes. Of course. Yes, but never say never. Of course. Feels like uh, the desire to pull myself out of it more comes from the idea of like, oh my God, we're going crazy. We got to stop this, you know, but like, not really. Um, I definitely think that you can pace certain things out. Like I think when you're in NRE, you probably want to see that person a whole lot and text them a whole lot. And I think you can do great things by pacing it out, yep. you know? Alrighty. Should you be scared of NRE? Yes. I think you should no. have a healthy respect slash fear of NRE. I wrote a grave, serious understanding of how powerful it is. Yeah. I think, you know, when we say it's like a drug, I think when you do drugs, you should have a healthy respect for any drug you are ingesting, anything that's going to alter you. So much like any other drug, there should be a healthy respect and fear. And I don't mean fear like you should be shaking, but a fear of this can deeply affect you in your life. Very true. Yeah. That's why I think it's important to talk about that with your partner as you're experiencing it together so that you guys can have a context of what's going on and you can even support each other through it. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, bup, bup, bup. Great Do you have, just a random question. Do you have a, like, classic signs of NRE? Like, let me give you an example of what I mean by that. So, like, I feel like anytime people want to say I love you too soon, like two or three <laughs> weeks in or four weeks in, that's a that's classic funny, yeah. sign of NRE. Does I think we've sense? both been in situations where somebody had a, accidentally almost said it but didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, was a, that happened a couple times. Um, yeah, for me, it's my sleep. I don't need as much sleep. Mm-hmm. I definitely get into like a I can quality stay up time and text until 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I've done that for sure. <laughs> honestly, it is. And, sure. and my brain makes it like, puts a like, romantic context in it where I'm just like, I just like standing up and talking to you and I didn't even realize what time it was. I just enjoyed talking to you so much. Oh, I've done that too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Susan and Ari's is just me. I'm And I just have a. Was it this episode or was it the episode energy. before where we were talking about staying up late and being dead? Yeah. For weeks after. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I've done that yeah. definitely when I've been talking. Let to me guys. just say this also when I stay up late, I'm not and like. Energy doesn't give me my energy. It, I'm just dead. Yeah. During the day, I'm like. Then just quiet. Awesome. I'm just tired. And <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. I hate you. Bye. Ah, <laughs> that's what I do. Stop. But let's keep doing it. Are there any other like big signs that you've noticed? Um, definitely yeah. having to bring up their name more. Oh, if you find any reason to say their name, you're like, oh, this person said it's <laughs> that's definitely an R. So actually, I learned about not doing that way before Henry. I'm not sure if I've done that with you, but like, I typically, if I like someone, I try to be like, okay, how much have I talked about other stuff? And then if I feel like I haven't talked enough about other stuff, I won't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little NRE checkpoint. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Any others for you? What are your personal checkpoints? On stopping it? Or like... What? No, on realizing that I'm you like, have it. If I'm... Follow the conversation, April, Excuse please. Me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, the prompt. Like, realize... So, it's you... Yeah, kind of the same. Like, how many times I've brought up this person's name. Mm-hmm. Um, am I still... I'm big on, like, making sure that my current relationships are minimally affected by the people I'm trying to date. Mm-hmm. So, I'm big on, like... I have my schedule of this is how much time I allow for... My partners is how much time I want for me, and this is how much time I allow for my dating. And for the most part, that doesn't change. Um, so I'm big on like making sure that that I'm not throwing one thing off or work like where I'm suddenly like, oh, I only need to work thirty hours a week. I don't even know what that would look like. I would love for you to figure that out. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. That, would be crazy. that gives me anxiety. <laughs> um, so for me, it's like looking for those main things, and then if I see one starting to go by the wayside, trying to like counteract that. Very cool. Do you did you ever have an experience where you didn't realize it was NRE until way later? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and even like realizing later, like even just staying up late to text someone, mm-hmm. like where you're like I have energy, and then later you're like I don't fucking have no energy. Fuck that. Do you judge a relationship on how good it is based on whether or not you guys have NRE? Huh. Um, I've not evaluated in that way. No. I'm telling myself if I have NRE to not do it. <laughs> You're like, like, ew, NRE? <laughs> I'm crazy about you? No thanks. Gross. No thanks. I like you? Ew. <laughs> I hate it. You like me back? <laughs> Terrible. This, this <laughs> is awful. This is, because the universe sent you to Unmatch. Me. Yeah, sorry, bye. See you later. I don't want to look no, at I'm you. I'm not doing it. Not I don't want to remember you. I don't want, okay. Uh, what is our advice? Final Final, final, what is our advice for people who are experiencing NRE, whether they're in it, whether their partner's in it? Um, I, you know, communication. What can you do do for your existing relationships? If you are in a relationship where NRE is happening, what can you do in your existing relationships? NRE is happening for um, my side or their side? April's having NRE. How is she sustaining with Jay? Um, so I'm now you know moving about with more of like hey i need people to tell me if they see me slipping and like that communication piece let's Mm -hmm. just communicate Mm -hmm. um my last long-term relationship it really was about like hey this is how i'm experiencing nre or when i went to say like i love you to this other person i had a conversation with jay first to discuss what that meant and so he could understand and, you know, feel comfortable with it. And I could feel comfortable with it. And there was that chuck point, I guess, where it's not just, I love you. Like, 
there were some very serious conversations. So for me, it's setting up those checkpoints with the people that I trust of like, hey, check me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Kind of like if I'm getting NRE, you need to slap me upside the head. Like. Okay, so then in terms of like reconnecting with your partner, what do you do if you're having NRE? Um, usually because I date out of town, it's just setting my phone down for a while, yeah. having some intentional moments. Um, cause usually if NRE is going to kind of sweep me up, it's going to be because I'm texting too much or trying to talk to that person mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. or not too much, but you know what I mean? Where it's throwing off the dynamic between me and my current partner. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's usually just making some intentional time to reconnect and not have my phone in my hands. Yeah, pretty much. I have journaled about what I like about existing relationships to remind me, I can sort of like conjure that feeling of like why I love another person based on journaling about them. Hmm. interesting yeah I don't know I think I don't know if it's part of like being having an artist brain or a creative brain but it's like you know I I'm not just romantic in my romantic connections I am fantastical and romantic about all of my connections so mm-hmm. it's very you like you know oh this came out of nowhere and I wasn't even expecting it and there you were and then we started at blah blah, blah and like you know I'll do it my friendships too do you think it's more of like your demisexual side mm-hmm is that a demisexual thing? I don't or no? know. I don't I don't consider romanticization to be exclusive to like romantic connections. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I see you what you're saying. I mean? yeah, so yeah. like I'm when I'm talking about doing the journaling thing, I'm doing it like about my friends too. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Chilling it. Yeah. Hmm. Just fucking writing what I like about uh, uh, Y'all don't deserve me, by the way. Y'all just do not deserve me. Where's your journal entry? You're on this day with your shirt. There's none. Yeah. (laughs) With my shirt and zero tits. Um, None. I would even also get a little corny about it, you know? Sometimes I would leave extra love notes around when I was married, and I would, like, do, like, you know, I said, just remember one thing. When the sun sets and you can't see it, nobody thinks the sun's just gone away. That's what our love is like. It's still there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Um, we still ended the <laughs> You're like, but in conclusion, we're still divorced. But like, and other things would be like listening to songs that I remember us liking together or that were significant at the beginning of us dating and things like that or things that have made me think about that person. I have a song that used to make me cry about a friend who was moving out of the country uh, and I was sad that she was leaving. And if I listen to that song now, I'll remember how sad I was mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And she's not gone. She's here. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I also want to mention... Uh, don't use your new partner and your feelings of NRE to escape um, your existing relationship drama. Yeah. I think that's kind of a little bit of a trauma, so to speak, I have, because I felt definitely like, I don't know, I was in a position where I used to think that you can take actions to sustain relationships if you want to stay in them. Not not so much of a like, you don't love each other anymore, get out, you know, where mm. it's like, hey, let's still do some things. So there were times where I felt like we're, there was still a workable phase where I felt that my partner was just running to another partner because it felt better. Yeah. And I, that, that sucks. <laughs> Especially if you're a partner who maybe needs a little bit of help navigating what it's like being on the outside of NRE. And then your partner who has the NRE can't really even conceive of what you're feeling because they're so drugged on NRE. And it can feel like, oh, now I'm like super needy and I'm not the fun one, you know, like I'm kind yeah. of, I'm work, you know, so like that feeling sucks. So anything that you can do to make your partner not feel like they're the work and that they suck, would be um, great. That's part of the reason I won't date people who are in rocky relationships. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. I'm not going to be your... Scapegoat? No. And like, be number one in the household? Because how many, I there is, at least that I know of three men that I've dated that I called it off with that then ended up getting divorced within about a year. Something like that. I think I know two, but yeah. There's a, 
No. Are we writing down names? I there's another. I just totally blanked on the. I just had them on my head. And I thought I thought this one was one, and mm-hmm. then um, I don't remember the other one's name, but he like wasn't a long term relationship, and there was an engagement that got called off, and then he ended up in another relationship where he was like, yep, immediately engaged within a month. Yep, and yeah. now married. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, I <laughs> haven't married. updated in the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was another <laughs> crap. Nope. Totally blank. Me once again, as if somebody's gonna like super zoom in on my paper. Where you're like, no, see it. Don't, don't come, cheat. Don't come my paper. Um, yeah. Let's yeah, see. and those sucked like that. It definitely sucked being the placeholder. Very true. The scapegoat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're just like, you know, vibing, and and, like, and knowing, and you end up being disposable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Things and stuff yeah. and things. Well, because you're the object of the Hannah Arena, you have to be, like, used as, like, an example of how true their love is to be mm-hmm. like, hey, we have this date, and then Tim is poor. Psych, just kidding, I can't go, you know, because my partner's having an issue. Yeah. And I have to show them that they're more important. Literally why I just called off the last guy I was dating. <laughs> I know, I was, uh, was what do you great. mean? <laughs> so great. Um, another thing that I want you guys to be aware of is that sometimes when you're communicating about these things, you can feel a little bit defensive. You know, yep. I've been a great partner for you all this time. You've had all these dates, and now I'm finally having a good thing, and now you want to ruin it? That's defensive. <laughs> That's yep. an example, you yeah. know? Um, it can almost make you feel like, you know, I mean, honestly, if you're not working on yourself throughout this process, yeah, you can end up in a situation where not only you're feeling that, but you're also, like, resentful because you haven't had any dates, so you feel justified in making your partner deal with you being in NRE. Or because you didn't speak up when your partner was in NRE, so now you're going through NRE and you're like, fuck you, yeah, now I'm going on three-day trips that I gave you 30 weeks of shit about when you did it, you know? Like, anyway, that's not so sad. Those are so long. Love it. Uh, I would also absolutely recommend talking to other poly people about what you've done to navigate NRE, huh? You know, yeah. we were just doing that in this episode, right? Um, and I would say that if you're using new relationships to sort of run away from existing relationships, I think you should really be real with yourself about whether or not you should be sustaining those existing relationships anyway. Or the new ones either. <sighs> True, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're using it to, like, escape specifically in that oh, context, yeah, yeah. you know, to be like, hey, if you're looking for an escape, maybe reevaluate that existing relationship, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, understand if your new partner is okay with that happening, that's also a red flag. Yeah. You know? Like, a lot of people don't understand, like, when I'm thinking about context where there's other partners and I'm, like, also becoming an established member of a polycule, I'm supporting y'all's relationship. I'm not trying to talk shit about anybody. If you tell me, like, oh, I'm fighting with this person, I don't think she wants to be with me anymore, I'm telling you, hey, why don't we slow down? Why don't we, like, try and collect our thoughts? What do we need here? You know, that, like... We shouldn't be like pitting each other against each other. No. If you're if you're an experienced poly person and you're experiencing somebody who's having NRE and neglecting their relationships, you should absolutely call them out on that shit. Absolutely. Get comfortable asking, how's your other partner doing? You know, you guys checking in? Especially if you're like you can always feel it. Or even ask them how their friends are doing. See Absolutely. if they've seen their friends right. Like it, it you know, this is a multi relationships yeah <laughs> yeah it's really passive that's why like a lot of times when people are like oh yeah we just were talking about polyamory and then we decided to give it a try i'm like stop oh, no it's me hitting oh but like yeah. two fingers uh, one after the other <laughs> anyway. asmr yeah you uh my keyboard doesn't do that thing where you hold it down and uh, mm-hmm. way. yeah exactly that's all the notes i had on my paper let's check your paper notes oh Mine are covered too. Oh yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have notes. Those listening, she had no, no notes. She cheated off it. my paper the whole time. Living on a hope and a prayer, like the rest of my life. 
I'm in, you were in the NRE phase of doing the podcast, yes. and I was in the ERE phase. Yes. Excuse me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. NRE. So. One cool thing I learned about NRE. Well, this isn't our other episode, by the way. I don't want to be rehashing things. But that, like, uh, sometimes newborns, uh, mothers who just had a newborn baby, feel that for their baby. Mm, I guess, yeah. And it's like a, it's like a thing where, I mean, honestly. Like an attachment like, drug, basically. Yeah. For, I was about to say, I think it, like, happens biologically because it's supposed to be that, like, chemical release yeah. to be like, don't take care of that thing. Take care don't of it. Don't kill it. Don't kill that. Don't leave it out by the road. You made it. That's yours now? Yeah. Don't yeah. fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. And depending on what state you're in, you really can't fuck it up. True. They'll kill you. So. Um, okay, last, last call. Henry. Nuri, Nuri, Idri, you know. No, I think I'm good. I, got, I think we got it all. If you have any questions, you can let us know in the comments, or you can ask us in our group on facebook.com forward slash Freaks, Kings, and Geeks. I don't know if that's actually it. <laughs> if you put us in a little search bar, we'll definitely come up for sure. If you do like that. And so, yeah, you gotta, the keyboard has to be up here, and every time we want to do space, you kiss. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, and also, if you love, love, loved my shirt with our titties, you should leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Apple reviews, Apple iTunes reviews, podcasts, our podcasts, and uh, Spotify. Oh, nice. You should ask the people who left us that one star review where they left that fucking review because I didn't even, I just searched for it. <laughs> I had to Google it. So ask them. They'll probably know where you can do that. Um, join us at our next munch. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Come to our educational munches. I'm sure this is the first time we're mentioning our educational munches, probably for sure. Uh, so you probably didn't even know about it, but we do some cool things. Uh, Look at these pictures from our last one. Hold it. Hold it. Ooh, what? Okay, hold on. I might cut out some of that reaction. Okay, great. How many pictures I have. Okay, so uh, with that, I bid you good day. And good to do. And, and good night, because it's dark <laughs> It's out. midnight. It's literally midnight. AKA 625. What is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'm going to go question I, all I my life choices. Yummy, yummy dinner. I better. I like how you're telling I yourself. Get a like you might not do it. You're like, no, I don't want to. What do I want? Nuggies? What do I want? You know what I need? I don't know. We'll see. I didn't eat my jambalaya leftovers. Was it jambalaya you said or was it gumbo? What was it you said? Where I did rice, beans, meat? Jambalaya. Corn. Jambalaya. Still in there. Maybe it's good. No, I don't want it. <laughs> you're like, no, oh, don't care. Oh, I gotta take my trash oh. out tonight. Anyway, sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just, okay, bye. I'll put that in my hand. <laughs> bye.